the Aggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Uh-oh. Stockton over three. The high schools. Also's going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson here with you on a wet, rainy, cold, snowy, hail, and at one point, sunny Tuesday. I think we've had all four seasons in one day today uh, over the span of uh, just a couple of hours. Uh, uh, Snow this morning, rain. It snowed later in the day. There was a period where we did have sunshine, and it felt nice, and then the weather turned again. But uh, because of all the weather, as you might uh, have guessed, there are a lot of these spring sports that uh, got postponed. Uh, look, I, I could not imagine the life of a, a, a coach or uh, an athletic director at a high school this time of year with the way Mother Nature wreaks havoc on schedules and especially on fields, but that uh, affects schedules for some certain sports like softball and baseball. You know, soccer there in lacrosse, they're going to play rain or shine, uh, snow or wind or whatever. I guess the lightning will be the one thing that will prevent a game from being played. But uh, uh, for everything else, though, they're, they're still going to happen. But for baseball and softball, a lot of these games that were scheduled earlier today will be made up later this week. Uh, so certainly that has affected our broadcast coverage for what we're doing for high school sports throughout Region 11. So we had planned to do a, a softball game earlier today, but that's been postponed. Uh, but we do have some soccer games that are going on. So uh, just now, just starting now on CashValleyDaily.com, you can watch and uh, check in with uh, what's going on with uh, high school soccer. It's the first round. It's the opening round of the 4A soccer playoffs. And um, so there's game at four, Green Canyon versus Skyview. And then later tonight, it'll be Mountain Crest versus Logan. That'll be at six. Uh, I did confirm that time yesterday. I know a lot of other publications say that it will be at four, but um, that game is going to be at six o'clock tonight. Uh, so yeah, check that out, cashvalleydaily.com, and to, to watch those games. And uh, we'll have it also on 104.5 The Ranch. And uh, those will be following along the play-by-play there. So a little bit later on here in the show, we'll do a live look-in, kind of see how things are going uh, in the the game that's uh, taking place this afternoon. And then there will be another one a little bit later on tonight. So uh, we've got a busy week this week with a couple other games. We've got uh, softball, baseball, lacrosse, more soccer. So it's a very busy week for us covering a lot of different sports and a lot of different schools throughout Region 11, from Bear River to Green Canyon to Skyview, Logan, Ridgeline, Mountain Crest, all of them uh, are going to be on at some point in one of their teams this week. So it's been a lot of fun doing that this year. For the first time, uh, the Cache Valley Media Group uh, expanding its coverage and, uh, and exposure of high school sports and what these athletes are doing, and it's been a lot of fun. And really do appreciate 
the the support that we've been getting in the community and uh, from the coaches and the athletic directors and administrators from across Region 11. It's been a lot of fun. So check that out, cashvalleydaily.com. You can see the full schedule. We'll keep trying to update it because uh, weather is certainly uh, affecting some of our plans, but we'll uh, try to keep it up to date the best we can because it is a bit of a moving target when you get this time of year. And uh, Mother Nature has different opinions and different schedules for what we're trying to do. Uh, in the meantime, a couple of the big things going on today. Interesting article by Tony Jones, a friend of the program. He writes for The Athletic, covers the Utah Jazz. Uh, really focusing on Donovan Mitchell and how this could be the, his most important offseason of his career. He's not signing an extension. He's not deciding to stay with the Utah Jazz or choose another team. But it's really important for many other reasons. And uh, he goes into that. We'll, we'll touch on some of those issues uh, that he brings up, which starts to make me wonder if I uh, maybe should be placing my thoughts somewhere else on where the Jazz should be focusing on their future. Uh, but as we've said before, you can make compelling arguments for anyone on the roster why they should or why they could be involved in trade discussions and if the Utah Jazz should be married to them staying here at all costs. Donovan Mitchell is not excluded. Um, Rudy Gobert is not excluded. So I think they're, we have to look at all options. And Tony does an interesting job pointing out a few things with Donovan and as we talked about this uh, last week, uh, Stat Muse you know, likes to uh, to uh, point out a lot of the flaws for the Utah Jazz, and they have some. It's not like they're made up numbers. They looked specifically at the stats, and they illustrated how Donovan Mitchell has declined every year over the last three years in the playoffs. And so that's why this is a really, really important offseason for Donovan to uh, fine-tune and improve his craft. Never been an all-NBA guy. He's been an all-star. Uh, he does important things off the court. He sells a lot of jerseys and merchandise for the Utah Jazz. But is he the guy that we should be hitching our wagon to to move the Jazz forward and keep going forward? Uh, if you want to weigh in on that, I'd love to get your thoughts. The Guild Mortgage text line is open, 435-339-0321, if you want to chime in. A couple things that Tony points out that, um, you know, really it's what the Mavericks did to the Jazz. A lot of people liked to focus on Rudy Gobert or Quinn Snyder's inability to have a lineup out there that could adjust uh, or to make it you know, to the, the small ball that they were doing or uh, trying to, to mitigate some of the things that Dallas was doing with the one-on-one uh, defense. But... Uh, as Tony points out, you know, Donovan Mitchell absolutely uh, bears some of that burden because they, uh, you know, he, he really didn't help his team defensively, and there was a lot of switching that Dallas was doing to go after Donovan Mitchell. Um, he's he's done a nice job offensively. He's improved some things in his offensive game. Uh, he has he didn't have that same explosive ability that we've seen him have in the past. Uh, he would get into traffic and turn the ball over or an uh, ability to go through guys to finish at the rim. So he had some issues offensively, but more so defensively or how he was helping his team out through multiple ways on the floor. And as Tony points out, 
uh, that uh, Donovan's game needs to evolve, and this is one of the longest off-seasons that he will have had in a few years. So it's really important for him to get better. He's coming into the prime of his career and won't have a lot of time to continue to take those big leaps in his development. Uh, so this is critical in how he improves his game in that sense. Um, but you know, decision-making with the ball in his hands, being able to affect his teammates and uh, have opposing defenses um, you know, respect him, but also be a respectable defender as well because uh, he has times where he checks out defensively and plays a lot of Ole defense. Uh, as Tony points out, teams defended Donovan with more uh, efficiency. Uh, he didn't shoot the ball collectively as well as the, the team did um, all, all through the year. Um, Donovan was a guy who in December, he, he was recognized as the NBA Player of the Month but uh, had steady declines and, and struggled. Um, and so uh, it's, you know, what, what does the team do from here with Donovan Mitchell? Now, we, we've talked a lot about Rudy Gobert and his deficiencies offensively. Um, and that here, here's a guy that needs to improve his game. He is in his prime. Can he continue to add new skills to what he does? An important offseason for Rudy Gobert. Um, to uh, add some additional you know, moves he can do offensively to get the ball in the hoop, or is he just going to be a rim protector, alley-oop guy, put-back guy? And if so, do you really give him that much money and that much commitment that he demands? But with Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, he has some pitfalls too. All right? He has some weaknesses that he needs to shore up. Um, he's he's an all-star, but he's not elite. He's not an all-NBA guy. He's never been an all-NBA guy. He probably won't be this year. They haven't announced that yet, but it's unlikely that he'll be either on the first, second, or third team. So uh, what will he do? How much can he work on who he is and what he brings to the Utah Jazz? Um, you know, when we talked about point muse, and, or excuse me, stat muse, and the things that they pointed out about Donovan Mitchell – over the last three years in the postseason, 2020, 21, and 22, Donovan Mitchell, his points per game decreased. His field goal percentage decreased every year over that three-year span. His three-point percentage decreased every year in that three-year span. His plus-minus went in the tank uh, over that three-year span. Meanwhile, a, opponents' field goal percentage per game went up significantly over that three-year span. So guys who Donovan is guarding have been able to score the ball much more effectively and efficiently with him as the primary defender. So uh, Tony Jones is making the claim, this is the most important offseason of his career. Um, so like we, we've... <laughs> Talked a lot about this before, and we can continue to talk about it. Uh, is this a is this a team that continues to build around Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert? Does it have to be? How do we build the team around these two pillars, or do they finally make the decision that we're going to uh, attach our team's success to one guy over the other? As an organization, they've been good 
to to not really pick sides to say you know we need both of our guys both Don and Rudy to play at a high level for this team to reach its ultimate goal but we've seen that ceiling is the second round and uh kind of frustrating losses there in some cases that they shouldn't shouldn't have even gone out that early so uh there's clearly a ceiling with this team right now and how far is that going to move? Can it move? Can it be extended? Can it be higher with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert still on the same roster? Or will there need to be a significant change with one of those guys? So a uh, really important offseason uh, for Donovan Mitchell specifically in working on his skill set, his, his defense. You know, Rudy Gobert has to work on his offense. And then the organization has to figure out some different pieces uh, as well to uh, you know get this team playing better as a team. And we've talked about this before too. This team is has been good as a group, but once you take one of those pieces out, it really disrupts you know, a lot of what this team is about. And if they can't be good with the sum of all of their pieces all working together at maximum efficiency you take one of those pieces out and you're not going to come close to where you need to be that that's really problematic the way the nba is today with injuries and rest you have to be able to have you know somebody else that can step in and help this team continue to uh, compete at a very high level and uh, jazz have not done that so, you know, how much of that is on the organization as a whole with the players that they get here and make available to the coaching staff? And how much of that is on the coaching staff itself and its development program and how they use rotations and who they're going to even get on the floor? Uh, I think it's been clear that there are multiple facets here and multiple people that have to take some long looks in the mirror about what they want to do and how they're going to do it moving forward to get this team better. Uh, incidentally enough, Quinn Snyder's going to have a lot of time to reflect on this as apparently he's getting some uh, hip surgery and uh, he'll be sidelined for a little while. Uh, don't know where where he's going to go. It's not like he's going to be doing a lot of coaching or walking the sidelines anytime soon. So it's uh, time to be done anyway, but uh, still kind of frustrating. Uh, is he going to be one of those guys that's involved with the uh, the coaching search in L.A.? Uh, his name was floated around earlier. Haven't really heard it for a while since. Seems like the uh, the Lakers are focusing in on Darvin Ham, who's an assistant with Milwaukee. But um, you know, Phil Jackson is getting involved to try to help with that coaching search. So we'll we'll see if Quinn Snyder's name resurfaces uh, again with that uh, with that open position. Because I-, I contended going into the playoffs or at least uh, late into the playoffs, that one of three guys will not be back next year, Quinn Snyder, Donovan Mitchell, or Rudy Gobert. I I think that one of those three is probably not on the Jazz sidelines next year. Could be totally wrong. They could figure some things out, have some real soul-searching, come-to-Jesus moments, and figure out that uh, they've got a way and a path forward. But... um, there's clearly some issues that need to be addressed, but we're th- how many years into this group right now with this group of guys, 
and we've seen that it has it currently has a ceiling. So something has to change. Absolutely, something has to change. All right, uh, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, uh, we'll get into this interesting proposal uh, throughout college basketball. It's basically bracket busters on steroids. What would that look like for the Utah State Aggies, and how could that help the Mountain West Conference? We'll also get a, uh, an update on what's going on in the NBA playoffs. Who played last night? Some of the interesting uh, results last night, and then what's going on uh, tomorrow or tonight and, uh, and tomorrow as uh, we had the other Game 1s of their series in both the East and the West. So now everybody has played a game in this series that we've seen. Surprises so far, and uh, what kind of adjustments might we see in Game 2 for some of the games taking place tonight. And some of these games really just may come down to who is healthy and how much do these injuries affect their teams and how they adjust with who they even have available. So we'll get into that uh, coming up next here in the Full Court Press. And as always, love to hear from you, your thoughts on uh, Donovan Mitchell, his improvement, what does he need to improve upon, and is he the guy that the Utah Jazz should be focused on as uh, their main star to retain or do they look at Rudy Gobert as the foundational player? Because, look, he has received individual awards. He has been an all-NBA guy multiple times. Do we look at somebody else other than Donovan Mitchell now? Uh, or uh, do we still focus on Mitchell and his improvement and what he can do for the team? Uh, but before we get into that, I want to remind you that I know we've had the snow today, we've had the wind, we've had the cold rain. Uh, even that can affect your car, but sooner or later it is going to warm up and that can also affect your car. So whatever the weather conditions are going to be looking like, you don't want to be sitting around in the cold. You don't want to be sitting around without a vehicle f- for too long. So if it needs an oil change, take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They have their new... Uh, Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Oil, a Max Life Oil for your vehicle. The nice thing about them is they get you back out on the road fast. That's why it's called Valvoline Instant Oil Change. So go check them out any day of the week. They're open on Sundays now. They're at 695 North Main in Logan. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Daryl's Appliance provides the best repair service. Daryl's techs are trained to pre-diagnose your repair problem before they arrive at your home, so it can be completed on their first trip. As a plus, Daryl's parts department is stocked from A to Z for you do-it-yourselfers. And Daryl's has used parts to save you money. Dishwasher baskets, bake elements, microwave trays, and more. For sales and service since 1970, it's Daryl's Appliance, west on Airport Road. You lead a busy life. When do you have time to get your vehicle serviced? 
Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan can help. They're now open on Sundays to better serve you. If life is too hectic during the weekdays and Saturday is crazy like normal, go see them on Sunday. Get your oil changed and they'll also check other fluids and recharge your AC. Stay in your car while their trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Open seven days a week across from Angie's. Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. Booing, cool. You suck, fine. But the, the curse words, like, what are we doing? On the other hand, Boston, and I think some in Boston, like Philly, like New York, think there's a reputation to uphold to be the biggest D-bag you can possibly be. And there is something of a Roman Coliseum sort of feel to it. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Experts tell us that the three areas of balance for proper health are exercise, nutrition, and sleep. This is Ryan, owner of My Mattress. And while My Mattress Store can't really help with exercise and nutrition, we can help with better sleep. If a person started today to live a balanced life in health, exercise, and sleep, uh, three things might happen. One, we might throw away the bag of peanut M&Ms that we have stashed. Two, we might get up off the couch and exercise. And three we'd come buy a new mattress here at My Mattress. Hi, I'm Dr. Anita Chandra with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Helmets are important for every bike ride, no matter how short. Did you know helmets are also important to wear when skateboarding, inline skating, or riding a scooter? A helmet can protect against a skull fracture or other facial injuries. Look for a helmet that fits correctly and that's certified for safety. Make sure you and your child wear a helmet every time. For more, visit HealthyChildren.org or talk with your pediatrician. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. So I know it's been yucky today with the weather, but Thursday is supposed to be nice. Supposed to be beautiful on Thursday. And uh, spend some time to go check out what we're doing out at Cache County Fairgrounds. Big Cinco de Mayo festival. We've got a lot of food trucks that are going to be there. Performers, dancers, Zumba, activities for the kids. Should be a ton of fun. Uh, So that'll be going on from like noon until 8 so uh, last year, we did one for the first time that we sponsored uh, at Willow Park. It was a smashing success. Had a ton of fun there and realized we just we need more space. We need more room for people to mill around and have fun and eat their food. And uh, we're going to do that on Thursday. So go check it out. Cash County Fairgrounds from noon until 8. And uh, go celebrate uh, Mexican culture at the, the Cinco de Mayo Festival. Logan, uh, or the Cash County Fairgrounds in Logan from uh, noon until 8 o'clock. Uh, Guild Mortgage text line is open if you want to chime in, 435-339-0321. Donovan Mitchell, you know, what does he need to do, right? Or is can he make that change? Can he make that, uh, not really a change, but can he evolve? Can he add more elements to his game? Or do we have enough body of evidence to say he is who he is? Interesting line from uh, Tony Jones in The Athletic today. The Jazz are invested in Mitchell. They know that their ceiling as an, or- as an organization is tied to Mitchell's ceiling as a player. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, 
look, he's been an all-star. He's been recognized as the conference player of the month. He did that this season. But he hasn't taken that next level to become one of the greats in the league. Being an all-star is good. I mean, you can make an argument that to be an all-star, you must be pretty good, and that's true. But is he one of the elites? That's what he has to focus on this offseason is becoming an elite player. He's a fringe all-NBA guy, but he's never been an all-NBA guy. Where Rudy Gobert has multiple times. He has won an individual award multiple times. But he himself is also flawed, right? He doesn't have an offensive game outside of screen assists and putbacks. Uh, so, yeah, Rudy Gobert is a really important offseason for him, too. Does he want to evolve as an offensive player, or is he who he is? And is he still worth being a fundamental pillar of how you build your team? What can you get in return from either one of those guys? Which I think you can get some good pieces, but uh, are they going to make it so that you're still an NBA playoff-bound team without one of them in the mix? All depends on who they get back in return, right? Uh, Last night in the NBA, we had the other opening games of the second round. It was the 76ers and the Heat, Mavericks and the Suns, and Joel Embiid means a lot to that Philadelphia team. Not having him there, they attacked the rim at uh, with abandon um, <laughs> because DeAndre Jordan, he just could not contend. He was a minus 22 in the plus minus. Look, he's... <laughs> I. He was there. I applaud him for trying, but look, he's he's older. He's washed. Uh, he can only give him 17 minutes, and Doc Rivers had to make some adjustments. Uh, George Yang, you know, he was on the floor for 22 minutes. He didn't score. He was an 0 for a big fat 0 for 0 for seven from beyond three, but he still ended up with a plus six with a plus minus. Go figure. Uh, but. Um, it, certainly a lot of attention, though, today is on uh, James Harden, and, and deservedly so. Like You know Joel Embiid's not available. So you need other guys to step up their game and do more. And James Harden didn't, and really has struggled to do that throughout the playoffs. And uh, he only managed 16 points. He didn't have five assists and nine rebounds, but he led the team in turnovers. Couldn't do anything to stop anybody defensively. And, you know, Bam Adebayo continues to impress, making a statement. Uh, Tyler Hero off the bench was fantastic. But, um, yeah, Miami just looks really good. Just a very solid, well-rounded team up and down. So 106-92 in their game one, in their series against the 76ers. And then the later game, the Suns and the Mavericks. And, look, Dallas... They stayed close-ish, uh, but, um, I mean, they tried to rally in the fourth. I mean, the Phoenix Suns just had an answer for them. And Luka was was fantastic, but Phoenix just was much better in the way they were closing out on some of the, the rotations that we saw that were effective against the Jazz were not effective against Phoenix and what Dallas was trying to do. 
Luka had 45 points, 12 boards, 8 assists, but um, you know, didn't get a lot of help from too many other guys and give Phoenix a lot of credit for how they did that. Chris Paul continues to defy time. 19 points, 5 boards, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. <laughs> it just continues to play really well. Booker, he's back from his injury. DeAndre Ayton was fantastic. And, um, again, illustrates the issues that that are missing from the Utah Jazz in a way that a team you know plays uh, in that kind of a lineup and how Dallas is affecting the game and how Phoenix has those opportunities too. Uh, to our Guild Morgan's text line, apologies, it was kind of uh, gummed up a bit there, but now getting to some of your texts. Um, I blame the Utah Jazz problems on trading Joe Ingles. You know, I think that I have I have long contended that Joe Ingles is the secret sauce of the Utah Jazz. If I were an opposing team, the way to defend the Jazz and really shut them down or make it difficult for the Jazz would be to take Joe Ingles out of the game. Double team him when he's got the ball, make it, you know, really put a tough defender on him. Because he's a crafty passer, he moves the ball, he shoots the ball effectively outside. Yes, he'd missed a step defensively, but beyond what he does on the court is how he always keeps the team loose on the sidelines and on the court. And when that was gone, it just felt like the team lost its spirit. And I think it's not so much of him getting traded as much as it was him getting hurt. But getting traded just kind of added insult to that injury, quite literally. And so I think that that played a larger role than I think a lot within the Utah Jazz organization would like to admit. Um, But that was a team that should have still been good enough to win more than what they had and what they did. Uh, 2305, the Aggies have an, is there, let's see, quick update here. Is there a letter of intent date? for men's NCAA basketball. Um, there is. Uh, top of my head, I don't can't remember what that is. I will dig into that, and I will find that for you. And then have the Aggies announced anything further to their uh, roster additions or deletions? Not specifically. Uh, there's been a, I know there have been a few notable players getting interest from Utah State. And there have been a uh, there's been a player or two visit the campus, but to my knowledge, they haven't declared that they're committing to Utah State just yet. So I think there's at least one more spot to be filled, um, and I believe they're looking for a, a big guy to do it. But based on the guys that I'm seeing that Utah State is showing interest in, it looks like more stretch four kind of guys. So it doesn't doesn't appear, and I could be wrong here on things that aren't happening in the public eye, but it appears that uh, the Brandon Horvath-type player is what Coach Odom really wants. So uh, your, your presence in the paint isn't going to be a big body that's going to take up space and be a rim protector and uh, contend with physical centers in the Mountain West more of a, a stretch four type. Again, I could be totally wrong, but based on some of the guys that I see, 
that Utah State is attached to that are looking at these guys that are available and guys that are saying that they're visiting the USU campus, it appears to be guys that can take their game inside out and uh, are a little more comfortable uh, outside, but doesn't say doesn't mean that they won't go chase a, a, a rebound or challenge somebody. But that seems to be the type of players that I'm seeing uh, that Utah State seems to be talking to. Uh, three eight six two. Uh, who did men's basketball add and lose as of right now? So Justin Bean is gone. Brock Miller's gone. Brandon Horvath is gone. We know that. Um, but uh, Norbert Thielison has announced that he's leaving. Um, we know that uh, Mason Falslove is coming. Um, there's a kid from St. Joe's who's coming. Um, <laughs> you put me on the spot. I gotta go back and find those again. But um, there are those are the, the three scholarship spots that immediately opened have been filled. But I think there's still one that uh, needs to be addressed. Two three zero five. I'd heard that we were trying to get more athletic in the recruiting area. Is that the case, or have you heard anything about that? I agree that that was a need, um, but the players that are being added are a little bit bigger. Um, and I don't know that we've got necessarily athletic guards or small forwards that are getting addressed here. Mason Falslove helps with that a little bit, but let's be honest, he's more of a, a on the smaller side for a guard, so he doesn't really address that small forward shooting guard uh, athleticism at the size disadvantage that may be there. So... Um, there is still a few needs there. But look, Sean Barstow, he's as athletic as a lot of guys we've seen from Utah State. Um, and can he make that next step defensively to help the Aggies? Max Schulga uh, taking a next step defensively to help the Aggies. I liked where his, the development that he made this year. So there's some, some guys that are here just continue to evolve in, in their process can really help the team. Ryland Jones will be back. Uh, Stephen Ashworth will be back. So your your point guard positions, your guard positions are pretty much there. Uh, you, you can always add more athleticism. You can never have too much, right? So um, I know that's still an issue that is they, they would like to have addressed um, and hopefully does get addressed. But uh, I'll, I'll, we'll find out what that letter of intent day is for basketball and uh, when that gets uh, dialed in. Because I know they're also working on like schedules for next year. There's still some of the things that they're trying to address uh, for their upcoming basketball season. And speaking of which, uh, upcoming schedules, interesting proposal being floated that's gaining steam that's like bracket busters, but on steroids. Uh, get into what that is and how that theoretically could really help Utah State and the Mountain West Conference and just how close is this to becoming a reality. Uh, I, I love this idea. I think this is awesome, and we'll get into that here in just a minute. But first, Mountain West Motor invites you to uh, in helping them drive change in our community. So each month, Mountain West Motor selects a local nonprofit or a cause to donate some of their funds to. And so they're great. They're trying to be great members of our community, trying to help out. And when you buy at Mountain West Motor, you help out too. So we can all drive change by helping those in need. Just visit Mountain West Motor, explore your next adventure with a newly customized truck or SUV, visit mwmotor.com 
to check out their inventory online or just stop by their new location and see what they've got on their lot at 615 North Main in Logan. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center have now moved from the Cash Valley Hospital to their new office location, 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of the Cash Valley Hospital. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette, along with the entire staff, welcome you to a brand new facility with more room and state-of-the-art equipment to help you and your family. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. When you think about mom, what you see is dependable, always there when you need her, understanding, caring, and definitely forgiving. She takes care of the kids, cooks, cleans, grocery shops, clipping the coupons to stretch your dollars further. She is an accountant, chauffeur, a tutor, a counselor, and sometimes a referee. She is a hands-on, micromanaging CEO of the house, who in some cases also has a second job. This Mother's Day, get her something special at Jarek's Fine Jewelry in Logan. Make it special, make it Jarek's. Coverage of Region 11 Spring Sports continues this week thanks to sponsors Adams Wealth Advisors, Great Basin Graphics, McDonald's, Logo Shop, and Old Grist Mill. On Tuesday, Bear River is at Skyview Softball at 3.30. Boys soccer playoffs begin with Green Canyon hosting Skyview at 4 and Mountain Crest hosting Logan at 6. On Wednesday, Ridgeline hosts Bear River Baseball at 3.30 and Green Canyon hosts Mountain Crest Girls across at 7. On Thursday, Ridgeline will host a team in the boys soccer playoffs at 4 and on Friday, Green Canyon takes on Bear River and Girls across at 7. See the full schedule on CashValleyDaily.com. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, he's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Hey, coming up this weekend, uh, if you need some new tools, go check out the annual Spring Makita Show going on at Industrial Tool and Supply. It's on Friday. Actually, not this weekend. It's next weekend, May 13th. So it's coming up in a little while. So put it on your calendars, though. I know this is a big deal for a lot of people. Best prices of the year on Makita Tools. And uh, go check it out at Industrial Tool and Supply. It's their spring demo days and amazing deals going on on May 13th from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. We'll have a live broadcast there 
uh, on May 13th. So put that in your calendar. I want to go back to quickly something that came through in our Guild Mortgage text line about recruiting. I, I forgot about Isaac Johnson, the Utah native who played uh, one year at Oregon, big center, and uh, coming to Utah State. He announced he was coming to USU. So Isaac Johnson is a center. Uh, skinny needs to put more meat on him and show that he can play in the post. Taylor Funk is a stretch four from St. Joe's and Mason Foslev, who is a guard who originally committed to Utah, but is uh, now transferring to Utah state. So um, that's what I've got so far. I know that there's been a couple other guys stretch four types that I seem to be seeing on social media with visits to Utah state or showing that Utah state is showing interest in them. Uh, but uh, also a note, oh, there's no. this is a no-recruiting week. It's kind of a dead period right now from May 2nd to May 8th, so it's kind of quiet on that front uh, for what's going on for uh, high school recruiting or transfers or things like that, so kind of a dead period right now. Hopefully coaches are taking advantage of this and taking a break, and uh, their families should be loving this as well. Uh, but uh, speaking of college hoops, Interesting proposal that's being floated. Uh, It's being referred to as bracket busters on steroids. Now, if you remember a few years back, uh, bracket busters was kind of an intriguing concept by ESPN that uh, the teams would make themselves, uh, they would carve out a time in January, usually late January, and say, okay, we're going to leave this open, and ESPN, you're going to go find a game for us because we're going to try. There's not a whole lot we can do as a mid-major program to find quality teams to help our resume to get to the NCAA or at least to try to impress the NCAA selection committee. And Utah State would play teams like Oral Roberts or St. Mary's, and usually you'd, you'd play that game, then you'd have a return game um, you know, little, the next season. And so there were some aspects of it that were, were good, but uh, it, it was okay. I, I think that it helped get some interesting games on the schedule. I don't know that it necessarily gave Utah State a, you know, those resume-building wins that they would have liked to have had, but they, they helped. We'll just say that, that it helped. But right now there's, being this, there's a proposal that is – gaining steam, and 22 of Division I's 32 conferences have been, uh, quote, receptive to ambitious <laughs> uh, about this uh, new scheduling concept that would happen in just a few weeks before Selection Sunday and really would be like the first or second week of February that they're looking at it. And instead of like a one-weekend thing with Bracket Buster, teams would have to make themselves – available for one week, leave it open, they'd have two games. They'd have an, a road game, and they would have a home game. So home and away, and they could play against different teams, and uh, they'd pause their conference schedules. They wouldn't do rematches, games that you've already scheduled. They would avoid that, but um, and the games would happen three days apart to give time for travel and scouting and things like this. So usually on a Wednesday, Saturday type of concept and how the games are decided is basically looking at a variety of factors like the net uh, and a few other think predictive uh, measurements uh, they would kind of ensure that the best teams play the best teams so you could see matchups 
in early February, like Gonzaga, Houston, Colorado State, and Davidson, Memphis, and St. Mary's, Utah State, and Davidson, things like that. And so it would be a chance to do what the Bracket Buster tried to do, improve your visibility, and also enhance your viability as an NCAA tournament team. And so there's a, um, this is a guy that's really behind this is um, WAC Commissioner Brian Thornton, who had some, I guess he's been playing with his idea for a few years. And he says a quad two team plays a quad two team. It's merit-based. You earn your way in. You get two great games you wouldn't be able to get on your own. And so they're really trying to make it so good teams play good teams. And uh, a lot of conferences participate. Um, now, they would not include the ACC, the Big 12, the Big East, Big 10, Pac-12, SEC. So this, this idea has been sent to 26 leagues. Now, does Utah State and the Mountain West, do they say we deserve to be in that among the elite? Or do they say, no, we still need this scheduling concept to help some of our teams? Um, I think this is great. Uh, I think this helps get some games on the schedule that you wouldn't normally get. And I, I think that this could provide some, some intrigue and interest when you start to get bored maybe a little bit with the conference schedule by the early part of February. But if you're not a good team, and you don't, it's like, we're sub 500, but uh, you're still going to participate. They're still going to find ways to get teams of, of similar nature playing against each other. And if you're not up in the upper echelon where it's a quad one or a quad two type matchup, then what they would do is try to look at you know, like opponents. So uh, sub 500 teams would face others of the similar nature. But the other thing they're going to try to do in that scenario is be more conscious with geography and I like that like if you're a sub 500 team you're a below average team it really doesn't make a lot of sense to travel across the country to play another below average team so play somebody that's kind of in your area I know that makes it a little more challenging in our neck of the woods because there aren't quite as many options but when you look at the big west the big sky even the Pac, well, Pac-12 is not going to participate in this, but the WAC, there are options, scheduling options that would uh, per, that would connect with the Mountain West that would overlap. So, uh, in, I guess these matchups would be would, would be determined in late January, and they're trying to get it like three weeks prior to when the games would be played. So you'd have a couple of weeks' notice for travel purposes, for scouting, and to hype the games. Um, but um, I I really like this concept. I I liked the bracket buster when it initially started. I think it got a little bit weird. I don't think it always uh, followed through on how it was supposed to work. But I really like this idea. I don't know what they call it, but it's like an in season tournament. Um, and uh, it's, it's it's a flex scheduling thing here in college basketball. Uh, and so. I, look, the Mountain West got four teams in the NCAA tournament this year, which was awesome. But if this concept would have been in place, it could have proven, it would have provided an opportunity. Is Are these teams really that good from the Mountain West? Or are there teams that ought to get in 
that aren't being looked at now because we think four is too many from the Mountain West, and this opens the door for more teams to get there. So I really like this idea and this concept. Um, it, I like that it's giving you like three weeks' notice. It can create some really interesting scheduling opportunities that you're guaranteed a home game with this because with, with the Bracket Buster, you didn't know. Are the Aggies going to be on the road? Or are they going to host the game? Didn't know. And it was a mystery. Now, the only mystery is, do you host on a Wednesday or do you host on a Saturday? We know we're going to have a game. The other thing, too, that it does is when you block that time off for this, then do you, I guess the Mountain West would probably start conference play a little bit earlier in December. How does that affect other non-conference games that you try to schedule in December or late November? So it provides some interesting opportunities for scheduling, and it probably forces conferences to start their conference play a little bit earlier than normal. But by this proposal that they've they've got out there, they would try to get they'd love to get this going as soon as the the 23-24 basketball season. So not this upcoming year, but the next. And so the uh, 23-24 and 24-25 seasons, they're actually a little bit longer than normal. One week longer because the Final Four, when it's scheduled, it's tied to the start of the Masters. So you you could have conference games a little bit earlier, you could have a few more non-conference games. It's going to be one week longer than normal uh, for those seasons. So I really like this. I think that would be cool to see some of these teams that are talked about to, to be in the spectrum and to see Utah State hit the road to take on some great opponents that weren't already on the schedule that could help their, their uh, NCAA resume and help the conference as a whole. Maybe go from four teams to five teams. Or to find out, look, are those four teams really that good? Should it only be a two-bid league? And I think that would root that out uh, a little bit quicker than what we saw uh, the Mountain West underperform a little bit in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Before we take another timeout, as I mentioned earlier, we've got some high school playoffs going on right now. And uh, it's a playoff game in, um, in, uh, in soccer. And right now, it's Green Canyon hosting Skyview. And uh, actually, it looks like we're just going to halftime maybe here. So I may not have a lot here, but uh, Hurricane John Newtbold is on the call. We'll do a quick live look in. This is on CashValleyDaily.com and uh, 104.5 The Ranch. Daily.com. Your cash and box. Uh, of course, he just took a break just as we're talking about it. So we'll do this. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, he'll give us an update on how things are going in that game. Another one starting later tonight, Mountain Crest and Logan. That'll be at 6 o'clock in the opening round of the 4A Boys Soccer Playoffs. Mothers are simply the best, so treat her with nothing but the best this Mother's Day with a delicious brunch buffet at Elements Restaurant. Omelets to order, hot pancakes with maple syrup, slow-roasted prime rib, fresh salmon, deep-fried shrimp, and many more delicious options, including a full dessert bar. Because she's special, treat mom to something extraordinary this Mother's Day. Elements Restaurant's Mother's Day brunch, Sunday, May 8th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Google Elements Restaurant to reserve online or call 750-5171. This Mother's Day, surprise mom with flowers, dinner for two, and a piece of jewelry from S.C. Needham Jewelers. 
Choose from a large selection of pearls, gold, silver, and diamond jewelry. Or you may find something special for her in our family jewelry collections. With Mother's Day this Sunday, consider an Essie Needham gift card as a timely gift. With the purchase of $149 or more, you'll receive a spring bouquet of flowers and dinner for two. Come shop today for the people and occasions that matter most. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. The Logo Shop invites you to sign up for a foursome and support the Logan Schools Foundation Slough in the Rough Golf Tournament, scheduled for Friday, May 13th. It's a great morning of golf at the Logan River Golf Course while raising money for the students and teachers in the Logan City School District. Contact Shanna Longhurst at the district office to sign up or just email shanna.longhurst at loganschools.org. The Logan Schools Foundation Slough in the Rough Golf Tournament, Friday, May 13th. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. Medicare has lots of rules and regulations. If you're attorney 65, preparing to retire, or have delayed Medicare, we can help. We can help you understand all the fine print and give you peace of mind. Let us help each step of the way to ensure you have the coverage you need. For more information, call 752-9493 or go to lssins.com. We are here to help. We have decades of experience and there is no cost to work with us. Call 752-9493. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win. But you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name. But who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lessolson.com. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Uh, to nobody's surprise, Sixth Man Award goes to Tyler Hero, just announced uh, earlier this hour. I mean, dude's been fantastic off the bench for Miami. Easily could be a starter in a lot of other places, but really compliments what they're doing as a team. Uh, so that was announced earlier today. By the way, it is halftime. Skyview uh, leads Green Canyon 2-1 to one at the half. And uh, we'll have that game continuing on CashValleyDaily.com and on 104.5 The Ranch. Now, if this game continues in, into the 6 o'clock hour a little bit, then the uh, Mountain Crest Logan soccer game will begin on Cash Valley Daily at 6 o'clock. But the, we will join that game in progress on the radio, just so you're aware of how that's going to work out. Um, but uh, just FYI. Uh, just so you know. But uh, anyway, 2-1 to one right now. Skyview over Green Canyon at the end of the first half in uh, 4A boys soccer playoffs going on on Cash Valley Daily. Uh, just to remind you, Napa, you know they sponsored the Dan Patrick Above the Noise. It's coming up here in just a moment. And Napa's got the items that you're looking for, best parts that you need, use, and rely on every day. Plus, Napa has some of those hard-to-find items that you're looking for. They've got it in stock when you need it at your five locally owned Preston and Providence Napa Auto Parts stores. Let's go check those out. Uh, quick stat that kind of blew my mind. I stumbled across this in the most odd place in the Utah Business Magazine. It was about the Utah Jazz and uh, talked about how they're 
on TikTok and they're doing NFTs and they've got a cryptocurrency sponsor and some of those interesting aspects of uh, moving into the, this new era of economy and how things are done. But one of the lines in here really shocked me. Last month, the team hit 2.1 million followers on TikTok. That's the second most among NBA franchises. And Jazz Bear, the mascot, has more followers than 10 NBA franchises. So give it to the Utah Jazz and their social media team. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. For many franchises, the NFL Draft provides hope. Every year, there's a number of teams you can count out from making the playoffs, right? But the draft is the ultimate equalizer. If a team hits on a top pick, that player can turn a franchise around. Look at the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, the Rams' Aaron Donald, the Bengals' Joe Burrow. Those players selected in the first round, they've helped lead their team to the Super Bowl. What makes the draft interesting, though, is no one has any idea which players can develop into a transcendent star. By now, multiple analysts have pumped out their draft day grades. A bad grade will usually send fan bases into a panic. But before everybody starts overreacting, just remember how often teams and analysts miss on players. Yes, Tom Brady, Jamarcus Russell went first overall and was widely considered an excellent pick. So before you start calling for your GM's job, how about we let this play out just a little bit? I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.